WGN Radio. I'm Riley James. It's Monday night. Some Monday night trivia is about to begin. And I'll throw out a starter question. And if you can answer it, that's great. But if you'd like your own category, it can be absolutely anything. And if you'd prefer, we also have the bumper stumpers. Every bumper we play tonight will be up for grabs. You know, last week, everyone was a gym. Well, we're still on bumper stumpers A to Z, working on the letter J. This time, they're all Joes. So, Joe who? And that's uh, what you'll have to figure out. Some are very, uh, very commonplace hits, in other words, records you're going to know. Others, well, maybe not so much. So we'll see. And of course, you're doing this mostly for the fun of it because the prizes really aren't worth the postage it takes to get them to you. But you get a certificate and some other goodies, maybe a, maybe a tabloid or a DVD or a CD or something, a comic book. Yeah, like I say, not worth the postage, but hopefully worth the fun to join us tonight. And trivia, as you know, works best when you call. Tuesday through Thursday, I can prattle through talking to myself, but Monday I need contestants. So with that in mind, let me entice you. Before we even get to the first bumper, we'll get to the question. One company with numerous locations loses 590000 of this item every year to theft. Yeah, 590,000 walking off to theft every year. What's the company? What's the item? As I say, if you don't like that, there's something you know something about. Not sure what that would be, but whatever it is, you pick your category, I'll find your question because it's Monday Night Trivia. So, 888-876-5593, that's 8888-R-O-L-L-Y-E. Keeping my fingers crossed on the phone system tonight, (laughs) I say that because I, uh, oh man, I was... uh, Turning it on earlier, and a little flame shot out. You're <laughs> right. That's never a good sign. But uh, th- this is to say to John, I think we have a couple of callers, and I have no idea who they might be. So we'll find out in moments and hopefully come back to talk to you right here on WGN Radio. And this is the proof that I'm Riley James. Monday night trivia gets underway in moments. Bumper Stumpers A to Z. We're working on the letter J, so all the artist's first name starts with J. And on top of it this week, they're all Joes. So Joe who is that? 
from 1970, and it was uh, from Fania. It was a flip side, actually, but that's uh, that's a pretty big giveaway if you're into this kind of stuff. We have our starter question. One company with numerous locations loses 590000 of this item to theft every year. 590000 what? And for extra credit, what company is it stolen from? You don't have to know that, but if you know the item, you're a winner either way. All right, so with that in mind, we'll uh, we'll start this evening with Bill in Bala. Welcome to WGN Radio, Bill. What's up? Well, uh, guessing at the trivia question here, I'm guessing it has to be something small and fairly easily concealed. So I'm going to start out with toothpicks. Toothpicks. Now, that's fascinating. I, I thought they handed those out free everywhere. Well, you never know. I mean, sometimes one might not be enough, and then the uh, the temptation to uh, to uh, rip off the restaurant uh, might be a little too uh, too tempting. Oh, gee. Well, uh, I don't know that the restaurant would consider that a theft, so we'll call that a no. Okay. How about um, sticks of gum? Nope. Uh, condoms. Nope. Oh, let's see here. But uh, by the way, the, the visual on that, I'm not sure how you would, firstly, a stick of gum would be harder to steal than the whole pack, I would think. And <laughs> But neither would be right. And the condoms, well, that uh, <laughs> all sorts of things come to mind, but no. Uh, let's see. Uh, how about uh, buttons? Nope. Um, uh, tweezers? Nope. Okay, and then I think my last guess is going to be uh, hair pieces. No, 590,000 okay. hair pieces. Oh, man, you travel in interesting circles. So what else? Yeah, are we, it, yeah. Well, I was going to say hair pieces are jolly expensive, and you have to admit most of them you can't shove them into a uh, jacket pocket and or purse, so it's, it's possible. Well, I, I assume it is possible, but I guess there's not a 590,000 demand for stealing them worldwide. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I might be reaching a little bit. Just a little, just a little, yeah. Okay, so uh, I have to, uh, to, I'd like to try an alternate category then. Good. Do you you think you could do a trivia question based on computer keyboards? What an interesting question. I'm sure I could. Uh, (laughs) Computer keyboard trivia, why not? And uh, I think that I could probably probably do that. And uh, let's uh, let's see. Uh, all right. So we're talking French Canadian keyboard layouts. What's the snowflake item for? Right next to control, there's a funny looking snowflake thing. Oh joy! Uh, is that an accent mark? Nope. The snowflake thing. Uh, well, my only other guess on that one would be asterisk. Well, actually, no. And uh, it's interesting. It graphically represents the control key and nothing more. It was established by Acnor in the first Canadian keyboard layout. It was copied by computer manufacturers, including Apple, for their French-Canadian layouts. And it's just another control key, period. Oh, Wow. And it's okay. A, it's All right. Well, a, it's I a guess snowflake. I didn't get it this week, but uh, thanks for letting me play. Oh yeah. Now usually you do get it, so I'm kind of proud of myself that I came up with one you uh, one you didn't. So uh, maybe next time we can talk about Japanese, <laughs> or possibly something right here in America. All right. Thanks.
Okay, bye-bye Appreciate now. it. So, uh, yeah, I had, I had no idea. I must uh, must admit I hadn't really seen uh, the French-Canadian keyboard, but I'm, I've already got, uh, got his next question, if we're going to stay with keyboards. Though after that, I would assume that he may want another, Bill may want another category. But, yeah, I've, uh, I've picked something else dandy about keyboards. Yes, things that you have no reason to know whatsoever. All right, so... Speaking of useless knowledge, Tom and Covington always want something different. So, welcome back to WGN Radio, Tom. Well, how are you tonight? Well, I was doing was doing good until about ten minutes before the show, but I'm going to get through it tonight, and I'm pleased to be uh, talking to you. Well, how's the the lady? I think her name was Stacy. Did you hear from you her? Know, over the I I called and left a message finally last night. I had tried uh, earlier and didn't just, you know, went to voicemail. So last night I thought, well, I'm leaving a message, and I did, and I haven't heard back yet. I'm hoping she was just sleeping. But, uh, Stacy, if you're listening, we hope you'll call in tonight. Yeah, the last two or three weeks I've felt like I was trying to catch up with Rip Van Winkle with all this dozing off and sleeping. <laughs> Yeah, well, sleep is sacred, you know. Anytime you can get it, just take it. And uh, when you in Pittsburgh, did you ever meet Nick Lomikin, who owns Lomikin's record store? No. Music store? No, heard of it, but never met him. Well, I thought maybe you might have. He was a character. He used to yell a lot. It's... His living quarters were above the store, uh-huh. and just about every time I was in there, he'd be yelling up and down the stairs at some of his family. <laughs> I mean, loud. Yeah. He had a jazz band. He used to play on the river boats. He had a couple of albums. I got one of them. I should have got the other one, but I got lots of good stuff out of there. He had been a distributor. Well, wow. well, yeah, that uh, that yelling is part and parcel of Val Shively's as well. So maybe it's uh, maybe it's just uh, akin to the genre. I don't know. There, <laughs> there was there was a record store, and I don't remember the name of it. That's terrible. But up on Squirrel Hill, that I used to like in Pittsburgh, and for the life of me, I don't remember what it was. No, I never, I never really got that far out. Pittsburgh is like has got main roads running out in every direction to suburbs. Sure. And it's sort of like the spokes on a wheel. Well, that, that, that wheel and spoke is common for older cities, and that dates to prior to the advent of the car and things of that. So if you look at most older cities, whether it's New York or it's uh, well, Chicago, uh, you have a centralized downtown and then suburbs in all direction, you know, water notwithstanding. For instance, in Chicago, you've got the lake, so there's some directions you're not going. But for the most part, that wheel and spoke is very common, Boston, and then cities that were developed later, as of the 20th century, like a Houston or a Los Angeles, where they really came together, are more of a grid, Miami. And the problem with grids is that it's very hard to do mass transit in them compared to a wheel and spoke, because in a wheel and spoke city, most people are coming to work in a centralized downtown. Are you there, Tom? No, Tom is not there. Am I here? 
All of a sudden, I'm seeing absolutely nothing. You're right. It's come to this. All right. Now let's uh, let's put Tom on hold and hope that hope that this is going to work. No, it didn't. All right. So the phone system's not working for reasons I can't fathom. And it was uh, minutes ago, but I see Stacy has called, and we're going to try to go to. Okay, Stacy, are you there? Yes, Raleigh. How are you? Well, more to the point, how are you? I called you last night. Hopefully you were sleeping. I was sleeping. I'm sorry. No, no, that's great. I'm glad that you I were. Really, I think you're marvelous for calling. That's so wonderful. I can't tell you how much I think, oh, but no, my husband is still in ICU. Mm. Uh, he, he's okay. I've talked to him a lot. But they're doing um, a, a fluoride scope or something, a surgery down his throat tomorrow to see where any bleeding is coming from. So they still don't know. No, they've done other tests. He's doing okay, like with the pneumonia and oxygen. He's doing good. They just want to see where any blood, you know, is coming from. Wow. But, I mean... He's just, he wants food because he has to be on a liquid diet. Wow. Wow. I'm just, I'm really surprised that they haven't figured out where the, where the blood is coming from. Now, normally with a fluoroscopic survey, you usually think of that like to define swallowing and things of that nature. I was unaware of it being used to try and, and find bleeding. But what I know about medicine could probably fill a thimble. Uh, I so. hope, Raleigh. I I really miss him. Well, yeah. But, but I appreciate. Oh God, I think you're wonderful. And you know, I called Ken. And Good. Ken is my new best friend. Ken uh, in Chicago. Oh, that's so nice. And he's been calling me, and I've been calling him, and we have so much in common. And I said. You know, we'll wait until my husband gets out, and he'll come out to Algonquin, and we'll see what he can do. And he's so, he he's just great. I mean, oh, we good. got along. Oh, my God, he's wonderful. Well, that's terrific. Um, I'm and delighted got, to hear that. Yes. And uh, I've gotten, I've called, you know, social services in McHenry County. Good. And Saturday, Isabel, she brought me out some groceries. And then uh, my neighbor, when I asked, you know, he's been getting my mail, and his wife made me lasagna the other night. He brought it over. Well, great. Yeah. And they're really, I've been making so many connections, and with home, you know, health care, the health services, so I hadn't a nurse come out and go over stuff with me. And then I'm supposed to get, like, one person to help, like, clean the house. Yes. And then another person uh, to come out, like, for physical therapy. Good. And I'm hoping, you know what I'm hoping for, Raleigh, that somebody, because I don't think my doctor wants me to take the car because of my diabetes. Yeah. And so I'm stronger so I'm hoping one of the uh, people that comes, maybe they can drive me to an appointment or, you know, just something yeah. like that. And 
and I told him, too, I need a refrigerator. Our refrigerator is broken, and uh, we have an ice chest, and that's where we put my insulin. Right. And Oh, and uh, when I was in the hospital, too, they just kept me two days, uh, two and a half days, and they showed me how to do the insulin by myself. Good. You'll be proud of me. Yes. I did it all by myself today. Yep. And I talked to my doctor, and we're going to do over-the-phone visits and stuff. So I'm trying to get, you know, everything done, Raleigh. It's just, it's still so hard being alone, you know. Oh, it's it's a horrible adjustment, and uh, on every level. But it sounds like things are coming together. Hang on a minute, Stacey. Don't go away. Oh, sure. We'll uh, we'll pick it up there, and we'll we'll get to Tom, who's still waiting, and uh, we believe. And there's room for you too. And we'll try to figure out what's happening to the phones. But they seem to be working at the moment, so that's more than I'm usually doing right here on WGN Radio. Stumpers A to Z working on letter J. Everybody's a Joe tonight, and that's a hit, a bona fide big hit. So I expect a winner on that. 888-876-5593. That's 8888-R-O-L-L-Y-E. You tell me who did it, and that makes you an instant winner. Again, the prizes aren't worth having, but it's fun to play. So we're talking with Stacy in Algonquin, getting an update here, and it sounds like things are really coming together. I'm just amazed that it's taking so long to find out what is causing your husband's problems. Now, apart from I know, I know apart from them not knowing, it, it are do they have reason to believe that that the uh, the internal bleeding is still occurring? That, well, that they're trying to find out because I thought they were going to do a colonoscopy. Yeah. Because he had a colon cancer about a little over 10 years ago, but everything was fine. They cleared it up. He uh, did the chemo thing, and then he has a stent in him where he goes for blood appointments, but they've been okay. Yeah. So I'll tell you, Raleigh, we got our second injection of the COVID. This is, I don't know, this is so strange. I know he was saying, my leg, my leg, and I said, I know you do all the driving and mm-hmm. you're running here and there, and and we couldn't, I couldn't figure out why. He said, oh, his stomach hurts, and mm. now it all comes together, you know, Mm-mm-mm. all this. This is 
this is so upsetting, and I know uh, you're, you're dealing with it on so many levels, not not only being upset by what's going on with him, but being alone yourself, which is normally not something you have to deal with. So I'm very glad that social services is, is stepping in, and what they can't do, they probably can find you somebody who can. Now, Leah's on hold, and she said to John, I've got info for Stacy. I can give her, John can give you her number, or if you prefer, we can give Leah your number. Either way, she said she'd like to talk to you. She's got some info that might be helpful. Oh, sure. She can have my number. Okay, then that's what I'll do. Uh, John, if you'll uh, please give Leah Stacy's number, then Leah, you can call, and we'll talk to you too here, of course, too. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll rally the troops. We will get you whatever you need, Stacy. so don't worry about that. Oh, no. You don't know how much I appreciate. I tell everybody... Uh, you know, my other friends, and I, do you listen to WGN? I said, Raleigh James, I said, oh, my God. I said, I can't believe, and especially with Ken. Yeah. Oh, my God. He said, call him at 3 in the morning. He's a late bird like me. And he's been so sweet and wonderful. That's terrific. Checking on me. Really wonderful. I mean, I can't say enough about your listeners and everything. I really appreciate it because I was a wreck. Oh, yeah. Yeah, on every level. And and still, until you know what's going on with your husband, it's like waiting for the other shoe to drop. You just need you need an answer. I know. I, I still feel, you know, even yeah. if I'm in one room, he's in the other room, right. I still know that he's there. Sure. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Uh, That, uh, you know, that's just a huge adjustment. And to be in the middle of this and not know what's going on with him, I I understand why you need to communicate with people and talk with people, but know that there's a lot of people pulling for you. And uh, hopefully, hopefully after tomorrow's uh, fluoroscopic uh, test, uh, you'll get some answers. Oh, they better. It's driving me nuts. Yeah, that's what I mean. I know. I can't. I can't oh, imagine. Goodness. You know, I always say they call it the practice of medicine because they're still practicing. But uh, <laughs> this is this is like a week now. This is unacceptable. I know. He wants to come home. Sure. So sure. Because I want pizza. I want food. <laughs> of course. I, I I don't blame them one iota. And hopefully when they get to the bottom of this, they'll they'll know what to do about it. Uh, they should. It's an excellent hospital. Yeah. And wonderful doctors. I mean, they uh, took care of me. And when we, uh, and years ago, you know, when right before we got married, um, and my dad was still alive. My his appendix ruptured, mm. and my dad got him to the hospital. They took care of him right away, and they saved his life. Good. Well, hopefully it'll be just as easy once they figure out what's going on here. But I want you to check in with me again tomorrow. We oh, want to want to keep I up know. with you, and I'm going to get uh, have Leah get your number, and you'll be hearing from her. Oh, that's great. Oh, I appreciate. Oh, I think to the listeners, you're all wonderful. And, oh, thank you for all your prayers. I think everybody is just fabulous. 
and I appreciate all of my new friends. I really do. Absolutely. This is going to be fine, Stacey. No matter what it is, we'll get you through it. Thank you, Raleigh. All right. You have a good evening. You too. Talk to you tomorrow. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. All right. So that's uh, uh, good news that, Sta- that Stacey's on an even keel. Uh, frustrating news that we still don't know what's going on with her husband, but hopefully we will by tomorrow night. All right. Now, before we get to Leah and Tom, who we think is still there, and uh, he did not off, our phone system did, and I'm not sure how, uh, and we got to Donovan and Mark, but Jeff in Bradley, Illinois, said, I know that bumper. So hello, Jeff. Welcome to WGN. What did you hear that you know? Good evening, Ms. Crowley. How are you? All right. How about yourself? Good. I want to wish uh, my uh, thoughts and prayers to your previous caller, too, and yeah. I'll, be, I'll be praying for her. Thank you. Uh, you played Joe Jeffrey, My Pledge of Love, 1969. Yes, 1969 on Wand. Got to number 14. Now, what was a number one record a in Buffalo? What? Yes, it was, it was, but I have a question to ask you about that record. Yeah. Why is it Why is it that in every source that I look at, whether it's on the Internet or whether it's in my music Bible or any disc jockey that I talk to, they say that after that record, he disappeared and does not want any public attention. He just disappeared from the public view whatsoever. What, what, what happened to him? I have no idea. He Absolutely. does not do interviews. He does not. He does. He does not let anybody contact. I mean, he. he well, he well I mean, remote, I, I know. Uh, I know why he's not doing anything now because he's been dead for five years. But in terms of, he died in Cleveland in 2016. But oh, uh, I didn't know he died. Okay. Yeah, but that. Uh, but I know. I know of what you're asking, and uh, that I don't know. He. Uh, uh, like I say, it was a huge buffalo hit, but he was a guy who was born in Arkansas and I think uh, grew up in Cleveland and was, uh, in fact, he died in Cleveland as far as uh, uh, that goes. And uh, it's interesting because uh, they also recorded My Baby Loves Lovin', which, of course, the White Plains had the bigger hit, but they put Correct. it out at the uh, about the same time. Uh, he used to play, oh God, most nights a week uh, at a club... I think the club was called In the Woods. It was off of Miles Road. And uh, mm-hmm. he, you know, he was basically doing a solo act. But after In the Woods, I, I don't know. But he died of cancer and it's been about five years. And he wasn't young. Okay. He was about 80 when he died. Okay, I didn't know he. I didn't know he passed, but yeah. I had no idea why he he would not grant any interviews or talk to anybody. Uh, nobody knew anything about him after after nineteen sixty nine. Well, have you ever done a search online? I bet you that information's there. Uh, I'm not sure which information to trust. Okay, well, I'm going to look it up. Not not right now, but I'll see if I can do a okay. search and find out if there was anything that would lead him to do that. Because you know, now that you mention it, uh, the the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was built there, and there are a lot of local people like Sonny Geraci and stuff who turned out for all of that. And he never was it, and to my knowledge, was it any of those. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk to Norman Knight tomorrow night about the Rock Hall, and I'm going to ask him. Because uh, he is Mr. Cleveland, if nothing else. So um, I'll ask him as oh, well. Oh, that would be wonderful. All right, that would be you, wonderful. I look forward to it. Yeah, you're absolutely right to so hang on. We'll get your address and, and get you a prize not worth having. But thank you. Appreciate it. Thank All you. Right. Have a good night. You too. 
So, uh, 888-876-5593. We'll get to Leah. We'll get to get back to Tom, we hope. And uh, we got Donovan. we got Mark. And there's a line available for you. But right now, I want to mention the CC Radio EP Pro back in stock. And it is a terrific radio. It's reminiscent of radios you had in days gone by because it's the simplicity of a slide rule dial. Just, just you know, turn the knob and, and uh, moves across the dial. One button for power, one button for a bright display light. No clock, no alarm, no bells, whistles. Uh, there is a voice music switch and a bass and treble control to fine-tune to the pitch that you want to hear. But it has the patented twin-coil ferrite antenna, which makes AM listening sound surprisingly similar to AM. And also, more to the point, you'll pick up stuff on this radio. And that's uh, if you love to dial around by hand, this is a great radio to do that with. And I uh, I love mine. It also has a line-in jack, so you can connect your smartphone for audiobooks or podcasts for voice clarity and and more it's just a terrific and in many ways a very simple radio with a really good am and fm section and it's not expensive and you can see it online at ccradio.com anytime ccradio.com or you can order it by phone to 800-522-8863 800-522-tune you tell them Raleigh sent you. But if you can go online, uh, the only warning about the Sea Crane catalog is, oh, if you're a radio fan, you're going to find something irresistible you've just got to have. I've got something in every room in the house. But other than the fact that you will yield to temptation when you get there, look at that CC Radio EP Pro. It's a great addition to your radio arsenal. And it's also available, by the way, at Bymart and at Amazon, too. And 888, uh, let's see, 800-522-8863, or ccradio.com. I'm Raleigh James. It's WGN Radio. It took a hundred years to make that old tree grow. And there beside that tree, I learned to love you so. It took a hundred years of sunshine before that old tree grew. But it only took a minute, baby, to fall in love with you. It didn't take a lifetime to make my dreams come true. No, it only took a minute, baby, to fall in love with you. It took a million stars to make that starlight shine. And underneath those stars, one night I made you mine. It took a million stars twinkling. Yeah. I'm Raleigh James. That's Joe Brown and the Groovers. Well, I guess there you go. Now, now I'm giving you the answers to the bumpers. So, no, you guess you can't call in and win that one just as well. You didn't want to hear any more of it anyway. Yeah, I tell you, there was an article in the tabloids recently. I don't know. It's been it's been bash Pat Sajak's season, and they were talking about you know various things he'd done on the air. And then at one point they said, "Well, he's obviously too old to do this. He accidentally gave away a puzzle." And I thought. 
I do that on the air all the time. Yeah, maybe I'm too old to do this. But in any event, so yeah, Joe uh, Brown and the Brewers won't uh, won't count. I was also uh, looking up more about Joe Jeffrey, but hopefully tomorrow night when we talk to Norm and Knight, he'll know more about what that story might uh, might be. I'm looking uh, looking forward to that. So uh, the other bumpers are up for grabs. Well, not Joe Jeffries has been gotten our first one, and we'll have uh, uh, more coming up. That's that's for sure. But uh, Leah is in Marcus Hook. So, Leah, welcome to WGN Radio. Thank you, Raleigh. How are you? All right. Did did uh, John pick up the phone and give you uh, the phone number for Stacy? No. Okay. Well, John, when we're done talking to Leah, do that, please. All right. And if he doesn't, you call him back. But he will. I hope. Okay. I hate bothering him, though. No, that's all right. <laughs> that's what he's there for. Um. Okay. Well, I just wanted to say, you know, Raleigh. Um. Even though I only know you over the radio and on the phone, I mean, you, I just want to say it's an honor to know you. And you you are the most caring individual that I've ever met on the radio and, well, anywhere, even in person. You are just so wonderful with your audience and you, you genuinely care about them. And uh, it is evidenced in your dealings with Stacey and, and your other, you know, especially with Stacy, and I just want to say it's an honor to know you. That's so nice of you to say, but I figure anybody who is willing to call me on the phone on this radio show, I owe a big debt of gratitude to, uh, because, you know, <laughs> well, it's much harder to be a caller than it is to be a host, trust me. Well, and also your listeners are very good people, too. Yeah. I remember when I moved into Parkside, and I can't remember his name, I'm terrible with names, but um, he was very nice, and he came and he installed my air conditioner in the living room. I don't, if he's still listening, I don't know. Um, he he must have lived either in Pennsylvania or Delaware or somewhere close by, and he installed it. And boy, he installed the heck out of it, man! He drilled the holes in there so it wouldn't wasn't going anywhere. That's great. <laughs> and screwed screwed it into the metal frame and everything. He's like, that's not going anywhere. It was great. He was so sweet. Didn't want a dime for it. And, and he was, it was really sweet. It was really a nice man. And, um, and one of your other listeners from New Jersey came all the way to Swarthmore to see me at the players club in the sound of music. I mean, that was, that was really sweet too. I mean, yeah. and you know, I mean, they, they, they go out of their way, your listeners, for other people, and so do you. And I'm just really honored to know you and your listeners are, are just wonderful, too. Well, so. and thank you for that. But believe me, we're more grateful to you. I don't have anyone else who would call and tell me about using the Dremel bill on, drill on their teeth. And so we get a lot of <laughs> mileage out of your calls. <laughs> and uh, I, need, oh, I need, a dozen, yeah, need a dozen more just <laughs> like you, down, am I? <laughs> No, that was great. That was that was that was as far as I'm concerned, a wonderful night. So uh, by all means, uh, uh, sentiments returned, and so we'll uh, we'll definitely get you Stacy's phone number. Okay, I will hold on. All right, thanks. Thank you. All right, thanks, Leah, and we'll pick it up uh, pick it up right there. Now let me put Leah on hold without hanging up on her. Oh, I did it. All right, so Leah's now on hold, and John is going to access the phone, and all's well in uh, in Radio Land.
song. They twist like this. They shimmy. Don't you hear me? Yes, they're out there having fun in the warm California sun. WGN Radio. I'm Raleigh James. That's a bumper stumper. Is Joe? Joe who? That's the original California Sun. And he was well known for another record as well. So that's a bumper stumper of the moment. We got two more hours of trivia coming up. I hope you'll play with me. 888-876-5593-8888 Raleigh on WGN Radio. Snap your finger. I'll come running. Back to you on bender knees. Snap your finger. I'll come running. I'll be true. Take a chance on me. Let your light turn green. Baby, I've gotta know. Give me some kind of clue. Should I stay or go? Let me love you like the lover that you used to know. WGN Radio. I'm Riley James. It's Monday Night Trivia. Bumper Stumpers, they're all up for grabs. Bumper Stumpers A to Z. We're on J's again this week. Everybody's first name is Joe, and that was a hit. So that's a gift. 888-876-5593-8888. Raleigh, who knows? Maybe Tom from Cummington knows who is still there, and we hope we'll be talking to him. So, Tom, are you there? Yeah, I'm still here. All right. I've heard that song plenty of times. I'm going to take a stab at it. Okay. I'll say Joe Turner. I don't know if I'm right or not. Oh, you're not, but it is a Joe. <laughs> and I have a couple of comments for Stacy before to get off the line. She's worried about her insulin. I've been using insulin, I don't know, 15 or 20 years, and my endocrinologist told me, to keep it under 100 degrees. And when I was in the hospital a few years ago, they told me they didn't didn't even keep it in the refrigerator. Really? So I guess unless you're going to store it for two or three years, you don't have to worry too much about it being in the refrigerator. Well, I'll tell you what. Let me me also mention that Laura called off the air from Des Plaines. Thank you, Laura. I appreciate that. And she's got a refrigerator for Stacy. So either way, Stacy will be in good shape, thanks to Laura. But good advice. A lot of times the warning labels on drugs are a little more dire than than reality. I, I, for one, use stuff that's out of date all the time. Now, granted, not 50 years out of date, but a little out of date. And I don't feel too bad about doing that either. Well glad she's got a refrigerator because i was going to make a suggestion that you can especially in the spring when college lets out a lot of college kids use these little one cubic foot refrigerators and a lot of times they give them to the goodwill or someplace like that because the the last one i bought was brand new for 25 bucks didn't even have any dust on the compressor that's how little it was used no, you're right. The problem, though, is last year there weren't too many kids in college thanks to the pandemic. Yeah, well, if she's already got a small refrigerator, yeah, she's fixed up. Yep. 
but and good my, suggestion. My endocrinologist, I pinned him down when I first started using that stuff. And I said, what's the critical point? He said, once you get over 100, then you got to watch it. And I've, I've carried pins around when I go out in my in my shirt pocket, and I've never had any go bad. So it's not not as critical as it used to be. Good. And you meant, you had mentioned Squirrel Hill in Pittsburgh. <laughs> reminded me when I used to walk from the apartment down to school, sometimes if I was at the right time, the, the Squirrel Hill commuter bus would come in and about 50 young ladies would get off. <laughs> ah. And all young, good-looking girls. Yeah, well, there's Squirrel Hill. <laughs> That's where they'd be. Yep. Huh? We say that's where they'd be, you know. Nice, nice neighborhood to say the least. Yeah, I never, I never made it out there, but I, apparently it was a pretty good suburb. Oh yeah, yeah. It's 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 your basic high dollar place. And I was gonna guess before James takes his million guesses: pencils, pens, uh, nickels, dimes, uh, pennies. Stuff like that for the question you started with. Nope, and let's mention that question again. I'm glad you uh, glad you brought that up, and it's our uh, our throwout question. One company with numerous locations loses five hundred and ninety thousand of this item to theft every year. What's stolen, and for extra credit, what company is it stolen from? No. I guess I'll let James pick up all that. Yeah, I don't all right. Have any more guesses? So, what are we going to work on with you? Well, I guess, uh, well, let's try uh, old radio for a change. Oh, okay. And let me uh, let me dig that out because I had saved up some stuff. I hope I didn't throw it out. Uh, we can, if not, I'll find uh, find something online. But I think I have a whole category of uh, of that uh, or not. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's see here. And uh, all right, that one's too easy. Not going to do that. But uh, all right. So, this show, and I know you know this show, and I know you know who this guy is, began with a phone call to a secretary, Effie Perrine, and a dictation to her of his most recent caper. What was the show? Okay, and what was the name of the... The person you mentioned? Yeah, well, I, I, Effie Perrine was the secretary, and he'd uh, he'd start with a phone call to her and, and dictate his most recent caper. Yeah, Effie is what I didn't hear. <laughs> yeah, Effie Perrine. Okay, I didn't know about the other name, but let's see. I should know this, but I may not get it, but anyway. William Spear produced it. Yeah, it sounds like one of Dick Powell's shows. Well, the, the star was Howard Duff. Oh, yeah. You can do this. I should know it, but I'm not bringing up anything right now. Well, he was a hard-boiled private eye. Yeah, and... Come on, you can do this. 
and Al should be able to. Uh, let it All right. Well, you're, you're ready ready to kick yourself. Nah, I guess so because I'm not coming up with what the answer is. Sam Spade. Yeah, well, I, I knew it was going to be one of those, but <laughs> sometimes when I'm laying down, for some reason, my brain doesn't work as oh, well. Oh, <laughs> believe me, I relate to that. It doesn't matter what position I'm in anymore. Mine, uh, mine packed up and left me a while ago. Yeah, well, maybe James will give you six million guesses on the on the first question. Well, or Rich, he's in a semi. He may have a few as well. <laughs> well... You're getting, right. getting Stacy fixed up pretty good, it sounds like, so. We're trying. All right. Well, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Appreciate it, Tom. Okay. All Bye. right. So, yes, Sam Spade. So, um, our bumper our bumper has caused some interest. Uh, we'll start with Detective Chuck in South Carolina. What did you hear that you think you know? <clears throat> the infamous Ivory Joe Hunter. It's not. It isn't? No. Wow. In fact, I thought I I had that one. I'm not going to play any Ivor Joe, because I'd consider him an I. I mean, I know he's a J, but I'd consider him an I. Uh, No. No no Ivory Joe. Well, I thought about that, but Ivory, I didn't, I thought Ivory was just like a nickname, so I figured (laughs) you were going to go with Joe Hunter, you know. Yeah. I thought I had the the voice down, but it sure sounds like him and Ivory Joe Hunter had a couple songs that I really liked, uh, this one I didn't. The, the, the uh, words didn't ring a bell, but it sure sounded like his voice. Yeah, it's not, and it was a hit. It was. Uh, it got to number two on the R and B charts and top ten on the pop charts in 1962 on the Todd label. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the uh, question you just asked a previous caller, yeah. talking about detective shows, whether they're on the radio or TV or whatever. Do you remember in the old days? When we only had a radio, I'm talking about in the 50s at my grandparents, there was a, every Saturday night there were two or three detective shows on, and uh, one after another. And one of the ones I remember the most, remember the Fat Man? Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, my God, I loved that show. That was like, <laughs> it was really good. And then you had the, uh, I think you had, that was followed by like Inner Sanctum where you had the door mm-hmm. that creaked open and all that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think my favorite, just because of the opening, was yours truly, Johnny Dollar. When when oh, yeah. they said, you know, the man with the action-packed expense account, America's fabulous freelance insurance investigator. And to this yeah, day, I laugh yeah. at just the concept. Yeah, the, the radio my grandmother had, which I, I thought I was going to inherit someday, but I didn't. It got lost in a shuffle. I think it was a white Westinghouse or something like that. It was yeah. It was the uh, Bakelite, but it was a white one. It was like a deluxe model. It was enormous, and it sat on the kitchen table, which was like the table was against the wall, and then the, ta- the radio sat towards the back of it. But uh, I spent you know almost every weekend at my grandmother's house when I was you know between the ages of nine and ten or twelve and thirteen or so. And that's what we did, gathered around that radio and listened to it. And then after that, then they had that call-in. This was in Pittsburgh, the call-in show where people would call in. It wasn't talk net, but it was like party line or something. You remember uh-huh. that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the party line. And, you know, it was funny because 
people would call in, and sometimes my grandmother would recognize them. It was like somebody who lived locally, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah, right, exactly. They'd be calling in, asking about some recipe or, you know, how to get a mouse out of the kitchen or whatever, you know? That's like the famous story when Bill Balance was doing the Feminine Forum in Los Angeles. This is before he became well-known. It was on KGBS, and it was kind of a quasi-blue show, as blue as you could be on the radio in the 60s. And this, uh, this woman called in talking about her torrid affair, and the next call was her husband. Week. Oh, <laughs> and all I could all I could say is this is great radio. You know, it didn't didn't matter that lives were cast asunder. It was like this is terrific. But hey, uh, Raleigh, is yeah. that on YouTube? What? Oh, I doubt it. Uh, <laughs> because I doubt that I doubt that anybody taped it. They could have because this was after cassettes were around. But yeah. I doubt it. But yeah, Bill Balance would tell that story till his dying day. Yeah, more work for a defense attorney, I mean, a uh, divorce attorney. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, it's always good to hear from you. Yeah, good show. Great. Thanks. Appreciate it. All right, so we'll get to Scotty and East Chicago in moments. He's got a guess on our Joe as well, and there's room for you, too. 888-876-5593-8888. Raleigh, we're playing Monday Night Trivia, and and the return of spring. Yes, you know it's here. Well, that means the return of biking and golfing and gardening. Well, unless you have aches and pains that are holding you back. Now, that's you. Try Herbal Active's high-performance CBD-infused bombs and lotions. Their time-release formulation provides extended relief. All-natural, non-GMO, and THC-free. Try it. Risk-free. They have a money-back guarantee. Herbal Active is giving WGN listeners 25% off all CBD products using promo code WGN25. Go to WGNCBD.com. That's WGNCBD.com. Promo code WGN25 for 25% off from WGN Radio. My days are getting lonely My nights are getting so sad I haven't got a friend anywhere You know that I feel so bad now I want to tell you it ain't right No, it just ain't right I keep on telling you now Tears. Talking about tears, I've been crying. 
On the backbeat label. And uh, let's see. Now, oh, uh, Scotty, I know, has the right answer. Don't go away, Scotty. And uh, he's a winner just because. But uh, Cleveland Dennis thinks he knows the bumper. Not this one, but the one just before it. And so we'll uh, uh, give Cleveland Dennis a chance in Elgin to identify Mr. Snap Your Fingers. So hello, Cleveland. Dennis. Hello, Raleigh. Yeah, I enjoy this show immensely. Thank you. Can't wait till you come on every night. And I listen to you Monday through Thursday. And if I fall asleep, I'll pick it up and uh, listen to it uh, for your site. But I say Joe Henderson. Yes, Joe Henderson died way too young. He was only 27 years old, had a heart attack. And uh, that, that's sort of a Chicago record because uh, Joe Henderson was from Gary. And Interesting. You didn't a- know it, but I thought I met him once yeah. at a... Uh, Smiling Dog Saloon, but he was the Joe Henderson that was a jazz player. Oh well, and uh, and quite the uh, uh, quite the repertoire that Joe Henderson had, to say the least. Unfortunately, our our Joe Henderson did some gospel stuff, but like I say, dead by twenty seven, so didn't have much time to do much more. But you are a winner. Hang on, we will get your address. Don't go away. Thank you. Very kindly. Yep. Good deal. All right. Oh, and Scotty hung up. All right. But uh, but Scotty absolutely uh, uh, knew that as well. And uh, we'll get him something for that. Uh, you betcha. So, but uh, John will get Cleveland Dennis's. Uh, and of course, you know, the prizes are not worth uh, the postage, but it is a lot of fun. All right. Rich and a semi is going to take a guess coming up next on our question. That's right. We had a question. We'll get back to that. And we've got Donovan 68 music and Mark 71 music and more Monday Night Trivia on WGN Radio. I'm Riley James, and who is that? Bumper Stumpers, A to Z, or hand letter J, and they're all Joes tonight. And yeah, as a flip side, 
and uh, that was a wonderful record. Better than the A side, that's for uh, that's for sure. In 1970. So, who is he? Joe who? 888-876-5593-8888. Raleigh. All right, so Rich is in his semi somewhere in Illinois or Indiana, making the rounds as usual, no doubt. So, Rich, what do you think? Oh, not much, Raleigh. I'm just out here somewhere between lost and found in between the construction barrels in Indiana. Right? (laughs) (laughs) I should have. If we only had the barrel concession, we wouldn't have to work. Yeah. There's so many of them, but yeah, just one comment. Listen, you know, when you're talking about the old shows on the radio and stuff, I'm glad I'm 65 years old because there's a lot of TV shows that I watched growing up that could never be made today, like Sanford and Son and uh, what is it all in the family and like Hogan's Heroes and stuff like oh, that. Of course, of Blazing course. Saddle, and Blazing Saddles. Oh, he, absolutely. Well, you know, it's so funny you mentioned that because, of course, uh, Mel Brooks' first big movie was The Producers. And when that first came out, which was 1967, I saw that on Lincoln Road in Miami Beach, which was a population of mostly older Jewish people who were in the audience. And I swear to God, that scene where they're panning the audience and everybody's mouth is hanging open, well, that's the way people were in this theater. They, they just didn't know what to do yeah. with the producers when when they got to springtime for Hitler. Just, and so, yeah, there there are certain things, even at the time, that were hard to swallow for some groups. Right. And I'm, at, at 65, I'm glad I grew up before everybody had cell phones and cameras to oh, oh, you record know, the stupid stuff I did. I talk about this so often, and it really worries me for society's sake, because kids try on all sorts of identities as they're growing up. It's the individuation. You know, you're, you're leaving your, your parents behind, and you're doing some things with your peer groups, which change from time to time, and you'll try on various identities, and nobody ever remembers them, because, of course, you grow up, and that's the end of it. Well, now, it's going to carry with these kids for life. That's mortal embarrassment. Yeah, I mean, I know I joined the Army when I was 18, you know, just uh try to grow up. And that was probably the best thing I ever did. But now it's kind of scary because you get some of the gangbangers that are joining the Army, and now we're training them how to how to do this stuff, you know what I mean? Yes. Uh, it's like it's was... alarming. I mean, that's the bottom line is it is alarming. <laughs> yeah, like it was in the news the other day about that group of soldiers down at Fort Bragg that are uh, a weapons pipeline to Chicago. Yeah. They're buying them legally down there and then shipping them up here to Chicago. Yeah. That's downright scary, you know. Makes me makes me kind of glad I'm 65 and on a downhill side, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, but, yeah, as far as the, the guessing on the trivia question, the stuff I've seen in stores is like, Grapes and like the bulk box candy. It's not so much here lately because of the pandemic, but when the stores had the bulk candy, you know, you always see somebody walk by, pick one up, and, you know, eat it while they're going through the store. That's a great answer. It's not right. But if, by the way, if they were stealing grapes, I hope you meant bunches of grapes, because 590,000 certainly wouldn't be enough per grape. But no, <laughs> no, it is not uh, not grapes and not, uh, not, not candy. Okay. All right. Well, 
but it's That's a nice crazy guess. Guesses, so. I liked it. All right. Well, I'm glad you called, and thanks for waiting, and talk to you soon. All right, Rich. Have a good, have have a good you. evening. All right, you, bye-bye. You too. And again, our question, one company with numerous locations loses 590000 of this item to theft every year. What is stolen? Extra credit if you know who it's stolen from, what the company is, but you don't have to. I don't know. That may be part two of the question. It's really hard to tell. 888-876-5593. If you don't like my question and you don't know any of the bumper stumpers, well, I thought we might have had a taker on that last one. This next one, I know, because this next one was a bona fide absolute hit. Uh, I'll have a winner. I can just feel it, proving that I'm not going to be Miss Cleo. I'm usually wrong about all this. But in the meantime, Donovan is checking in from Vancouver. So hello, Donovan. Hi, Raleigh. Enjoying the show this evening. Well, thank you, thank you. I've, I've, I've got to say, just the, the the talks with Stacey both today and on on Thursday uh, really hit home for me on just the power of radio and communication and how so much of that is, is missing from today. You just uh, you know not only helped somebody out there, but com- com- created a, some real magic to listen to. Well, thank you, appreciate that. But yeah, it's exactly what uh, what talk radio is meant to be and rarely is. And I guess it never really was in the day, but you know, going back to the nightcaps with Herb Jepko and everything else, it used to be more standard fare. And that, that connection that is made increasingly isn't there anymore. So that's why I kind of feel honored that I, I get to do that, at least for old time's sake. Well, it's, it's great to be able to hear it on the other side of the radio. Oh, well, good. Well, thank you. Well, I actually was thinking about you during the week because I had uh, took a lot of flack for not liking Skylark. Uh, which, <laughs> yeah, which I don't care. I don't like them. And to me, they're a wimpy white group, even though they're not white. And so, uh, but they sounded it. You know, I mean, that, that kind of typical adult contemporary sound. But, but there was a member of Skylark who put out a record in 1977 that, of course, didn't chart. That's probably why I love it or whatever. But but I thought to myself, uh, this doesn't have to be your bumper stumper. I know you want 1968. But I thought I'd try it because maybe it got some Canada play. Uh, I hope it did. I think I was in Durham at the time. I played it in Raleigh-Durham. But other than that, I don't think anybody stateside did. And this guy was in Skylark previously. So, you ready? Okay. All right. Right, here you I'm go. ready. There'll be a day that you want my. There'll be a day you want my love. Oh, it's great. I I don't think it got any Canadian airplay. Really? Well, may, maybe it did. Like maybe it's a Canton in rotation back in in the day. Like I could see something like Chum Toronto playing it, but uh, I've certainly never heard it on any oldie stations or anything I listen to now. Have you ever heard it on the radio? Period. <laughs> No, never. <laughs> so have you ever heard the song before? Never. Oh, well, I'll play a little more of it for you then. You want my love. And be mine. You want my love. 
thought it was a nice record. I thought, who, who, who's the artist? I never, I don't know the name. Donnie Gerard. Okay, and is he, he's Canadian? Yes, boy, uh, Vancouver. And uh, he was in oh. Sky, he was in Skylark. I am very surprised I've never heard that on the radio in Vancouver. It, you know, almost kind of has a uh, mellow beach music type exactly, feel to it. Exactly, and that's why on WDNC in Durham, I played it in power rotation <laughs> for, what, <laughs> for what get it. It was on the Greedy label. I have no idea if the Greedy label had anybody's distribution, but I, I heard it and I said, oh yeah, it's going on the air today. I like that. So, <laughs> There'll be a day? Is that no, what it's, called Dar- is? it's called Darlin. Darlin. Yeah, D-A-R-L-I-N apostrophe. Darlin. Yeah. I'm going to look that up. Yeah. So now your 1968 record, and you're going to get it instantly. You ready? Okay. I know you'll get it instantly. Bottle of wine to the fireball? Of course. Of course. Yeah. When you're going (laughs) to let me get sober. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, proving there's life after Sugar Shack. Well, you are a winner. <laughs> Thank you, Raleigh. All right, hang on, don't go away. So, yes, okay. uh, that's uh, that's the deal on that. Now we'll uh, be picking it up with Mark and Aurora. Uh, Kevin and Kankakee's got a guess, and we'll uh, we'll see how he uh, he does on that. And uh, uh, well, yeah, our guess, by the way. One company with numerous locations loses five hundred ninety thousand of this item every year. What item? Extra credit for what company? And it is one company. It's not 590,000 of these across an industry, across one particular company. 888-876-5593, Raleigh on WGN Radio. I want to hold you in my arms till you say, turn you loose. I want to do real things for you till you say, it ain't no use. I want to wake you every morning with a good morning kiss. I want to kiss you to sleep the same way cause I know you like this. I want to do everything for you cause that's all that a man can do when he loves a woman like I love you. And I love you, love Say sweet things to you till you say I said enough. I want to stand right by your side when the going gets tough. I want to mend your broken heart till you say the hurt is gone. I want to stay with you always so that you won't be alone. I want to do everything for you, cause that's all that a man can do. We love a woman like I. WGN Radio. I'm Raleigh James. It's Monday Night Trivia. And we got a question in play. And that is, one company with numerous locations loses 590000 of this item to theft every year. What's stolen? Now, it's one company, and it's one item, but 590000 of them are stolen every year. What are they? All right. Extra credit if you know what company. So, as I say, it's not a whole industry. It's one company. All right. Now, with uh, with that in mind, uh, we also have the Bumper Stumpers. Bumper Stumpers A to Z. We're working on the letter J tonight. Not only that, everybody's a Joe. So, Joe who? 
And you should certainly know that last bumper because it was it was the biggest record the guy ever had on the R&B charts. And he had a lot of records there. All right. So Kevin in Kankakee thinks he knows about our trivia question. So welcome to WGN Radio, Kevin. Oh, my chips are all in. All right. What do you think? Hotel bathroom towels. You're absolutely right. <laughs> and it's Holiday Inn. It is Holiday Inn. Why do you know this? Uh, I may have been guilty once or twice myself. I'm not. I don't know for sure. <laughs> well, but why Holiday Inn as opposed to someone else? Because <laughs> that's the biggest chain. Oh, okay. Well, you're yeah. uh, you're a hundred percent right. Five hundred and ninety thousand towels every year. That's the biggest chain that I know of, anyway. Do you think it is? You know, I don't know anymore because everybody has, you know, again, with consolidation, uh, you know, it's ne- never just one thing like uh, uh, Holiday and I think that's IHC, International Holiday Corp or something, you know, and they've got a bunch of brands. And then, uh, oh, who who are the people that, oh, I can't even think of it. They're just huge. Wyndham. Uh, the Wyndham chain has like Days Inn and, and La Quinta's and everything else. And then there's Choice Hotels. So I don't know who'd be the biggest anymore. It's an interesting question. But I guarantee whoever they are, their towels are still going missing at an alarming rate. And, you know, I've been to a lot of hotels. Most of those towels are they're usually white. There's nothing about them. And they've been, they've been washed 9,000 times usually by the time I get them. Some of them feel like sandpaper. It's never occurred to me to say, I think I'll steal the towels. Well, some people probably just take them to clean their windshields off when they get back to their car or something. That's you know? not a bad idea, but then leave them in the parking lot. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, yes, indeed. All right. Well, you are a winner, Kevin. Well, thank you. So hang on a minute. Don't go away. We'll send you a prize that's uh, worth probably less than the towel you might have stolen. All right. So hang on. <laughs> we'll uh, pick it up right there. And uh, we've got Quan, uh, who is going to take a guess on something. Mark in Aurora wants his 1971 music, and we aim to please on that as well. And yes, you can betcha I'll have another question. So yes, 590,000 Holiday Inn towels. You know, and when Kevin said maybe to wipe down the car, I think I might have done that a few times, but I I leave them there. Yeah, and uh, uh, very few of them are are worth stealing that that I've seen anyway. Maybe I'm just staying at the wrong places. I'm Raleigh James. That's your bumper stumper. That's a Joe. Yeah, I know someone will know that. I expect Scotty any moment. He will. Uh, he will clearly know that. Maybe you will too. 1956. It's the last bumper stumper this hour. However, we have another hour to do this. Yes. 
More Joes in our future. Ah, speak of the devil, here is Scotty. So, Scotty, welcome to WGN Radio. So, who was it? Joe Turner. Of course it was. Yes, and that was the flip side of the chicken and the hawk. On Atlanta, on Atlanta Records, right? Yeah, Atlantic Records got to number eight on the R&B charts, and uh, the Chicken and the Hawk got to number seven on the R&B charts in 1956. It was a yellow Atlantic. Yeah, yeah, he was really big back in the day. Yeah, he sure was. And I heard Joe Slam and I heard Joe Tips. Yes, you you sure did. Absolutely. Uh-huh. That's great. All right, Bradley, I enjoy your show very much, and I'm praying for that young lady. Well, thank you, thank you. Always good to hear from you, Scotty. All right. All right. Have a beautiful night, man. You too. Bye-bye. And uh, we'll have John put uh, Scotty's address on the list. He has won again, and that's terrific. All right, so Kwan in Milwaukee, what's happening tonight? Well, how are you doing? All right, how about your bad self? I'm okay, you know. Hey, look, you know you okay that that Joe Turner, you know. You, yeah. And I tell people right that I say listen to Joe Turner and then listen to Alice Presley, and look at some of them live things for forty eight. You know, you may have you know those video things they did, and look at the style, and you'll say this man got. <laughs> I mean. You know, really. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do know what you're saying. And, uh, you know, uh, to me, uh, as far as that goes, and when Hound Dog was a big hit, I thought to myself, you got to be kidding me. He certainly is no big mama Thornton. And uh, I, I you know, everybody put down Pat Boone in many ways, rightfully so. But I never understood why Elvis was such a big deal. I don't mean, something like I'm, I'm thinking. I'm saying it did something internally in him that he was attracted to that, you know, yeah. down in the south. But it, it was no, it was no. You can tell fake, you know. You can tell fake. It, yeah. Well, so, uh, you know, I I yeah. always considered him a poor imitation of the real stuff, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I was uh, I was badly in the minority, unfortunately. Well, he was a hell of an imitator. Hey, look here, another thing. Now, Joe Tex, I was looking on, I think it was YouTube, and I didn't know that this guy had, you know, a TV show back in the day. Yeah, hang on a minute. Don't go away. We're going to talk about Joe Tex and more. We've got another hour of trivia coming up. We'll also get to Mark from Aurora, who wants 1971 music. And I've got another question for you coming up. In fact, we're talking about people in this next question, looking at statistics and humans on the planet. 25% of the worldwide population of this are here in the United States. Worldwide population of what? You think about that and get back to me next hour on WGN Radio.
Radio. I'm Robin James. Bumper Stumpers A to Z. We're doing the letter J. All the first names of the artists begin with, well, not only J, it's Joe. Joe somebody. In that case, I think he's a little tiny Tim in him. I'm not sure. Really hadn't planned to play that, but <laughs> the good news is that his name does begin with a J, so I guess that that does count. Yeah, I was planning to play a 45 that's on the turntable, and well, it didn't turn out that way. All I can tell you is that particular record was on V-Tone. Beyond that, I know virtually nothing about him. Anyway, we're talking about uh, Joe Tex with Quan, and we'll get back to that in a moment, but... We're also talking people here looking at the statistics and humans on the planet. 25% of the worldwide population of this are right here in the United States. Worldwide population of what? 888-876-5593. If you don't like my questions, you can have your own. Sky's the limit on that, as I prove every week. All right, so back to back to Quan here. And uh, Joe Tex. Now, as far as I know, he didn't have his mm-hmm. own... Yeah, as far as I know, he didn't have his own TV show. He was on a bunch of them, especially The Beat. But what show are you referring to? Oh, it's the show, Tech Show. I swear. Where was it? On YouTube. Oh, on YouTube. Yeah. Okay, so let me go to YouTube. Out of Dallas. Okay, as soon as you say out of Dallas, that's the beat. And I wonder if that's what you're talking about. That, oh. was, that was filmed at WFAA, and that was the beat. Did, did the set look like it had three exclamation points on it? Uh, I think it was a sign or something. All I, yeah. I guess it was doing something every week or something. Yeah, he was on it regularly. And that, that originally was a black-and-white show in Nashville that was filmed at WLAC. Right, right. And uh, it was Hoss Allen who was the MC of that. And when they when they went color, WLAC wasn't able to do it, so WFAA in Dallas did it. And there were 26 episodes, and that was all done. That would have been like 1966. And Joe Tex was on a lot of them because he was from Texas. And it, it was something that it was it did something from another country too. I said this man was dude, he what he owned his own things or something too. Uh, well, I'll tell you, his, his hits were all on, on dial. That, that was Buddy Killen's label. Buddy Killen had been a disc jockey way back in the day, but then was uh, uh, one of the big wigs at Tree Publishing, and Dial uh, Records was his label. And uh, before that, uh, Joe Tex had been on King, and he had a famous feud with uh, with James, James Brown. Brown. Yeah, in fact, in fact, in Ma- in Macon, James Brown left, pulled, you know, came back with a gun, and by that point, uh, Joe had left the stage. But yeah, I remember Joe would always say, "Ain't no Godfather or soul. That's Little Willie John." And you know, I thought to myself, "Well, I'm with you in the Little Willie John category, but I have nothing but respect and, and for did, James." And, and they did a record of something back and forth or something that I guess Joe take this. Yeah, I've got your woman or something. She's with me or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, uh, James Brown was serious as a heart attack about that feud. I mean, it just really got to him. Yeah, absolutely. But, no, I don't yeah. think there was ever uh, a TV show exclusively that was Joe's, okay. but he sure was on a lot of them, not only on The Beat, which he was a regular, but there were a bunch of yeah. others as well. Uh, he made the rounds like uh, like nobody's business, and good for him for that. Now, I, well, went, I went to YouTube, and it says Joe Tech Show Part 1. Okay. So let's see. I'm going to try to pull this up without audio and see if I can look for some logo on this show to try and find it. Um, 
Okay, well, I don't know. I think this is the black and white version of the beat. But yeah. but I will look at it in depth later. But it, it's uh, it, it. I'm pretty sure this is the black and white version of that. But yeah. And uh, another thing, you guys talk. Yeah, I'm still trying to catch up with our friend Elon Butler. Oh yeah, well he he is yeah, you know busy. he's in the L.A. Yeah. area and he has a Facebook yeah, page. So, yeah, I'm gonna I'm look that up. Yeah, no, do do that. So, but okay, the yeah. stuff on YouTube is actually live performances of his, and the reason they're right. calling it Joe Tech Show was that that's what he was billed at. For instance, the fantastic Joe Tech Show in Stockholm, 1969. Yeah. So, uh, one more question. Yes, can you? Uh, say t- about the Midnighters, okay? Because we were looking at the Midnighters, As in and Han- they was bagging up uh, New Birth, wasn't they? Okay. And they did some, it was like a jazz thing, too. Uh, I remember something. Because, uh, and I know they bagged up uh, New Birth, the band New Birth. Okay. So uh, we, we're we not talking about the Midnighters, who were the Salas Brothers. We're talking about the Midnighters, Hank Ballard and... No, 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 no. Okay, then the Salas Brothers, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah. Had um, that uh, wonderful horn section and and everything. And then they bagged up, uh, okay, they bagged up uh, uh, New Birth, the band New Birth. Yeah, right. Right. Okay. Great. All right. All right, then. uh, Good deal. You take care, my dear. Always good to hear from you. Thank you. All right, bye-bye. All right. So uh, that that's that's neat. So I have to write down Midnighter so I can find that. I don't think it was the Salas brothers either, but we'll uh, we'll find them. That's for sure. All right. So Diane in Chicago has some guesses. So welcome to WGN Radio, Diane. Hi, Raleigh. Thank you. Um, I was I have five. Okay. And I was thinking first of all. Maybe a denomination of of Christianity because I think there's more more than twenty five percent Christians yeah. on the planet. That would be in the United States. Maybe Baptists? No. Nope. Okay. Um, billion millionaires. Nope. Okay. Comedians. Nope. Single parents. Nope. Homes. Nope. Okay. Lawyers. Nope. Probably more okay. than that. <laughs> God. Okay. So that's all, I guess. Well, those are those are wonderful it. guesses. Those are great okay. guesses. They're just not right. But think of some more and call no. me back. All righty. All right. Thanks. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Yeah, bye. Bye. They're swell guesses. Just not happen to be right. All right. So Mark and Aurora is coming up next as we continue to play Monday Night Trivia, and we're talking people here looking at the statistics and humans on the planet. Twenty-five percent of the worldwide population of this are right here in the United States. Twenty-five percent of the worldwide population of what? And that's my question, but the bumper stumpers are all up for grabs, and I, I will play the 45 I was going to for the bumper stumper last time, that instead I didn't. And uh, again, this is a uh, a well-known person coming up that both uh, as a solo performer in country and as a group in pop before that. All right, so 888-876-5593 is 8888 Raleigh on WGN Radio. To hold me close at the picture show But 
I'm Riley James, and who is he? He's a Joe, because it's Bumper Stumper's A to Z. We're working on a letter Joe. All the artists' first names begin with a Joe tonight. This, of course, was originally by a group in the 60s. In fact, it was that group's first release. Got to number 66 on the Paula label. But then, this came out in 1972 on Dot. Yeah, it was a flip side of a number one record, too. So who is he? 888-876-5593. 8888 Raleigh and the turntable's in good shape. That was the one that I uh, took in for repair after something crawled into it and died. And <laughs> I don't know what, but they did a wonderful job repairing it. So uh, glad about uh, glad about that. All right, so we've got Ken in Chicago. Welcome to WGN Radio. Hello, Ken. Hi, Raleigh. Well, how are you? How was your weekend? Oh, it was here. Uh, we're uh, we're rebuilding a studio, so mostly on my hands and knees uh, yeah. and suffering for it now. <laughs> I think I I got a guess for the two bumper stumpers. Back. Yeah, what you what are you guess? Joey Powers. Joey Powers. I didn't do any Joey Powers. No Midnight Mary. No, no nothing. I should have. Mary. Yeah, I should have thought of one. The, I want to give the world to you. Something like yeah, that. Yeah. No. Gosh, I didn't even think of Joey Powers. Shame on me. Oh, no. okay. All right, and what was the question for the uh, trivia again? Oh, yeah. We're talking people here looking at statistics and humans on the planet. 25% of the worldwide population of this are here in the United States. Worldwide population of what? Oh, that's easy. Single men over 60 that are still living with their mother. <laughs> that's easy. I'm one of them. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. No, that's uh, that's nice. And, uh, by the way, thank you, thank you, thank you for reaching out to Stacy. She's so appreciative. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, she's a very sweet lady. Yeah. yeah, she's getting a lot of help. I gave her a lot of suggestions. And good. She's getting a lot of help. Yeah, she'll be good. I got a, let's see, not jokes, but a couple sayings. Yeah. Uh, quotations. One is, two, there's three of them I got, and then a record request. Okay. Uh, let's see, the first one is, people who are left, have you ever heard this one? People who are left-handed are always in their right mind. Oh, <laughs> okay. And, and also, I think Albert Einstein actually said this, reality is just an illusion. <laughs> I figured you'd love that one. Yes. Reality well, just uh, It is. It's absolutely gotta, true. I, yeah, and I got a quote from a Confucius, you know, Confucius, Chinese oh, yes, uh, yes. philosopher. Yes. Confucius said, uh, squirrel who runs up woman's dress, gather no nuts. That oh, was Confucius. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I got a record dedication 
to Lisa again in Dundee. Okay. Cuba Gooding Sr. He was in the main ingredient, wasn't yes, he? Yes, absolutely. Uh, just Don't Want to Be Lonely? Okay. Is that the name of the song? Yes, it is. I'm writing it yep. down. That's okay. it. All right. <laughs> All right. We'll get that on for you tomorrow. You. I got to get going because my mother's calling me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you later. Thanks, Ken. Appreciate it. Okay, bye-bye. All bye. right. So... So now, with with that in mind, let's see what uh, uh, Mark in Aurora. Thank you for waiting, Mark. How are you tonight? Oh, good morning. I'm I'm reasonably well, although I tested I tested my eye with my telephone flashlight and could not see it at all. So I'm going to have to tell my surgeon that, but he may decide that the healing is far enough along that he wants to remove more scar tissue, or who knows what he'll decide. But I uh, got two of your bumpers tonight, and unfortunately, other listeners beat me to it. Oh, no. Uh, so did got, you Did you I come up Joe, with... I got, I got Joe Simon and Joe Jeffrey. Oh, good, good. Well, I, uh, maybe you'll come up with the next one. I've got one coming up that's very really familiar. Speaking of reality as an illusion... Um, one 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 guy that I was friends with in school had a father who was an elementary school teacher, and he presented this puzzle to me. He said, "He said, let's say you have a man who is told by a group of scientists that when he walks into their machine, they can make him experience anything they want him to in his five senses or whatever, and." Uh, So he says, well, I'll try it. It can't do me any harm. And so he tried it, and uh, he uh, eventually left thinking that nothing had happened. And people, you know, greeted him and said, where have you been? And uh, then he came back to the machine again and got out again. and, and And this time people said to him, where have you been? We haven't seen you for days. And he said, well, I just talked to you a couple days ago. And the question that this elementary school teacher left me with was, how will this man know that he ever got out of the machine? Well, he won't. Exactly, exactly. And that's what you're supposed to ponder. But what is what is Joe Jeffrey's association with Buffalo? Just that he was a big hit there, and you know uh, Cleveland, uh, another another lakefront town. So it isn't unusual yeah. that people would perform. But no, his uh, his real association. He was born in Arkansas, but his real association, of course, was with Cleveland, where he played for uh, for yeah. years. That's why I'll talk to Norman Knight tomorrow. I suspect if he had bitterness, you know, he was on Wand, which was a Florence Greenberg label. I suspect he probably never made any money from the song. Which wouldn't surprise me. Well, I'm I, for several reasons. I'm proud that I grew up in the Buffalo area, and one of them is WKBW. Oh, they course. did some great radio theater, but the other thing is that they happen to be the vehicle through which caring over radio or associated with radio was expressed. And since that has been talked about tonight, I thought I'd tell you. A couple of little stories, and I first of all want to wish Stacy the very best of everything. Yeah. Um, story has to do with the eleven young people who were trampled at the Who concert. Oh um, yeah. 
you weren't you weren't supposed to be able to get KB Radio down in St. Louis, but with judicious use of a select antenna, I pulled it off. Uh-huh. And they were coming in unusually late one morning at around six o'clock St. Louis time, which would have been seven o'clock Buffalo time, and I. I heard a news announcement that this gentleman named Steve Preston had been killed at the Who concert, and then I heard that he was the son of Professor Dennis Preston of State University of New York, Fredonia, and I thought, he was one of my professors. So I tracked down, well, I wrote, I wrote to the college, and eventually I heard from his wife, and she said, thank you for your words of comfort. They were very much appreciated. Because I wrote wrote a full-length letter about how I had picked up the station and how I'd heard about Steve and said that I just wanted to express my condolences and so forth. And it was radio that made that possible. Yeah. Absolutely. By the way, that was a Cincinnati concert on December fourth, nineteen seventy nine, not St. Louis. But uh, no, no, I lived in St. Oh, Louis. Oh, you were in St. Louis, and, and, and I and and I and and it was a big news story. Oh, everywhere. CKY Cincinnati. Everywhere. Oh, sure. Well, it was an Electric Factory concert. You know, the Philadelphia promoter. And uh, yeah. in in fact, uh, it's interesting about KB because right after that concert, the Who were booked into Buffalo. Oh, interesting. Well, the other story is about a program director who I believe immediately followed Jefferson K. His name was Kevin Fennessy. Uh-huh. And uh, one night I have have you heard of him? Sure. Well, did you ever meet him? I think so. Uh, he was a Philadelphia guy, and in fact raised in oh. Olney. And so, uh, so yeah, he not only had been at KB, but at uh, CAO in Baltimore and Wham in Rochester yep. and in Harrisburg. He's no longer yeah. with us, unfortunately. He had a stroke. Oh. And he- he died. He, he, was, he had a stroke. Oh gosh, it's been about oh. four years ago now, and he he died from it. And um, he was only sixty three years old. And uh, I used well, to used to email back and forth uh, prior to that, oh. and he hadn't. Uh, well, he hadn't been he wrote well. me a very nice letter in response to my letter. What happened was that I talked briefly on the phone with one of his announcers. Well, hang on a minute. Don't, wait a minute. Don't don't go away. I realized I'm blowing the news again. Stay right where you are. And um, okay. my apologies gotcha. to who's ever doing it. There I am, long winded again. We'll pick it up right there on WGN Radio. If I walk like this And I can't help it If I talk like this I can't help it If the sun don't shine I'm just about To lose my mind I lost my baby I lost my baby She left me all If I'm feeling bad And I can't help it If I'm feeling sad Please don't blame me If I don't say much I'm so lost Without her gentle touch I lost my baby 
WGN Radio. I'm Raleigh James. It's Monday Night Trivia. Oh, I should mention, probably goes without saying, but it is Monday Night Trivia, which means we're live on Monday nights. So if you're listening to this replay in the middle of the night on Monday morning, i.e. Sunday nights, it's not live. So don't call. Only call on Monday nights between 10 p.m. and 1 a.m., and we absolutely encourage you to do that. At other times, if you're hearing this show, enjoy it. And set your calendar for some Monday night between 10 and 1. That's central time to play trivia in person. Otherwise, it's a replay. Okay, so 888-876-5593 is 8888-RALEIGH. And uh, the deal is all the bumpers are up for grabs. And that, that was a quasi-hit. It's a well-known Joe. All right, so bumpers numbers A to Z, letter J. We're talking everybody's first name is Joe. Could be Joey, but definitely Joe, and uh, no Joey Powers, as uh, Mark was guessing, and we'll get back to him in moments. So those are the bumpers. If you want your own category, you can have it. If you want to answer my question, we're talking people here looking at statistics and humans on the planet. 25% of the worldwide population of this are right here in the United States. Worldwide population of what? All right, so back to Mark in Aurora. Sorry for interrupting. We were talking about uh, the Who concert in Cincinnati, which you were in St. Louis and listening to KB in Buffalo, and Kevin Fennessy was the program director. Well, no, I lived in St. Louis, and you're not supposed to be able to pick up WKBW out there. There, but with a select antenna, I pulled it off anyway. Now, Kevin Kevin Fennessy, who was the program director at WKBW, turned out to be a very humanitarian man, as I will soon illustrate. I was I was talking on the phone uh, late one night between midnight and two a.m. early Monday morning to a gal named Shelley Wild, and among other things, she wanted to tell me about her newfound faith, and I. I, so I tried to uh, tell her about uh, pitfalls that new Christians often encounter, and she immediately said, well, but the Lord is strong, and he can overcome anything, so I'm not worried about it. And something told me to stop right where I was in my track. So I said, I said well, that's certainly true, and said no more. And we talked a little bit more, and then, you know, she had to get back to her air shift, and then uh, the following weekend, she wasn't on the air, and I called another weekend announcer, and he said, well, Shelly's not with us anymore. And I said, oh, you mean she moved to another station or got fired? And he said, no, she killed herself. And uh, I was like, whoa, I, I only talked with her a few days before she did that. So I wrote, I wrote to the program director, whose name I did not know, and I said, well, here's what happened during our phone call. And the gist of my letter was, gee, was it something I said? No. And so he started his letter out by saying, let me assure you that any guilt is unnecessary. Shelley was a troubled woman all her life and mentally ill, and he kind of told me the story of having to identify her body uh, which was retrieved from the Niagara River. She jumped off the bridge, the Ooh. Peace Bridge, and Ooh. that was how she ended it all. And um, the one one of the other announcers told me that Shelley was uh, inquiring after that very air shift, you know, are, are people at the station trying to poison me? So you can see where she was in mental illness. She probably had schizophrenia, paranoid schizophrenia. But but um, Kevin told me that 
Shelley would always be very apologetic about her work on the air, and he would always do his best to reassure her, and he commented that the midnight to 2 a.m. shift was the only thing he felt he could give her at the radio station, but he clearly wanted to give her a leg up as a person who suffered from mental illness. And uh, then he said something that I I was curious, Raleigh, what you think about this. Um, He said that having worked at seven radio stations, he found the Larry Lujaks and Danny Neverett's very rare, the people who go into radio just because they love radio. He said that it had been his experience that most people who go into radio are lonely and troubled and they're looking for an escape from anonymity by being on the air and getting popular and so forth. And uh, he, uh, he, he said that having been uh, a talent manager at seven radio stations, this was what he had found, and uh, he it was just a very friendly and personal letter, and I will never forget that. And I'm, you know, in, in a, I, it, one of the reasons I'm sorry that KB Radio changed formats was that obviously that meant Kevin Fetzi had to go, too. Yeah, but of course, Kevin right. Kevin wound up always on his feet. In fact, he owned radio stations for a while, and uh, he oh. was uh, he was always ready to to go with the flow as far as uh, that goes. Uh, yeah, we all were uh, uh, were sad about the the loss of KB as far as that goes. But uh, your your yeah. comments are not mutually exclusive uh, in terms of when you're talking about people who always wanted to be in radio. Uh, absolutely, uh, back in the day, the majority and I've mentioned this many times, the majority of uh, people who got into radio, they didn't get into radio. Radio got into them, and they knew it by uh-huh. the time they were in junior yeah. high. And that was right. uh, that was the way it was. The problem with that, and there's a big problem. In fact, when I was radio editor at Billboard in the, in the 80s, I did a, a four-part series called What's Next? And what it was about was that, you know, these kids in junior high who love radio have all these lofty goals. Well, the reality is they're going to reach those goals, the pinnacle of those goals, by the time they're 30, if they're going to reach them at all. And at that yeah. point, they enjoy the fruits of their labor for a brief period of time. And then one day yeah. they wake up and it is empty because for their entire yeah. life, you know, they were the kids who missed the prom because they got to do an air shift somewhere or work the board somewhere. Oh, you know, they were, yeah. they were the kids who didn't go to the, the junior high dances because they could win something on the radio. And when they got into radio in these horrible stations that easily could have been condemned by the Board of Health in some cases, they didn't care because uh-huh. they were working toward a goal. It was going to be different when they reached New York or L.A. or Chicago or whatever their particular goal was. As I say, you reach that goal you enjoy it for a brief period of time, and then suddenly you've got nothing to strive for anymore. And there, there is an utter yeah, emptiness uh-huh. at that point. What you do with well, that my point... Friend Randy Tur- my friend Randy Turner, uh, who died last November because uh-huh. of health problems, and I still miss him, told me that he read an article by a fellow DJ who said, hey, you know, once you're out of radio and out of the field, the listeners who claim that they liked you and claim that, you know, they held you in high esteem pretty much disappear. And you find out that all they really wanted was to be able to say that they had a DJ at their house or that they 
got a promotional item from the DJ, and and Randy said something I always appreciated. He said, he, he said, Mark, you're one of the few listeners who has stayed with me long after I left the job, and he, he's right. That's the kind of friend I am. I'm a puppy. Well, I'm, a, I'm loyal as a puppy dog, and uh, Randy, Randy said, boy, I can really identify with that guy's article because... He said, he said, now that I've left radio, I feel that most of my listeners have deserted me. Well, as and, well, uh, as well, they should. Uh, you're not you're you. You should not ever believe that anyone is talking to anything but that chair. Now, it's entirely possible you will form bonds with some people like some people found with you. But the bottom line in life, and I don't yeah. care if you're on the radio or if you're a manager or maybe you're doing something that uh, you're a venture capitalist and you've got a lot of bucks, people aren't talking to you. They're talking to the chair. And when you get out of that chair yeah. and someone else sits down in it, they're still talking to the chair. And it behooves you never to let it go in terms of the understanding that it ain't you, baby. It's the chair. But that's a very di- that's a very different scenario than what I'm talking about here. Because when you talk about people who are imbalanced on the air, whatever, the the question is: At what point did they hit that rock bottom after they reached all their goals? And how did they regroup? And there were several ways you might, but many people didn't. So that's the single biggest problem. But the idea... But I just just remember Kevin Fennessy as a very caring man to the point where he would... He was. He would give a job to this mentally ill woman who was never going to do radio very well, but he put her on a shift where he knew that, you know, not a whole lot of people would be listening, but he... In fact, he he mentioned in his letter to me that he wanted the staffers at KB. He said this at a at a at a meeting of the staffers. He said, "I want you to all to understand that this job at KB was very important to Shelley." Yeah, I understand all that, but now I could play devil's advocate and say that as program director, his fiduciary responsibility was to that radio station and the person who owned it or the group that owned it. And so I do not endorse putting people on the air for reasons other than their excellence on the air. Now, it's perfectly fine if you're in a situation where you can put somebody on an unknown shift for a period of time, but overall, that's not a quality that I'd hope anyone would emulate. She wasn't terrible. She was average. All right. Yeah, what, like yeah. I say, what, whatever. It's just uh, chills down my spine when I think a program director of a 50,000-watt station is making a decision based upon someone's mental health. Not good. No. But, <laughs> not good. That, you know, then, of course, the famous... No, Kevin, me- Kevin Fennessy yes, was too smart to do that. The famous meltdown, if you're interested in people with mental health problems on 50,000-watt stations, and I'm sure oh. it's on YouTube, is take it away, Chuck McKay on CKLW. And uh, we can... Oh. We can talk about it you can listen to it it will send chills down your spine and not in a good way and we can talk about that some other oh time my. but but you didn't call about that you called about 1971 music yes all right okay all right so we're gonna get there now 1971 this was a top 10 country hit and it made the billboard hot 100 mid charter as well who is she Says he doesn't love me anymore. Well, 
person who championed her was Buck Owens. Slowly I start walking. No. Okay. She was originally from Eugene, Oregon. She uh, enjoyed some uh, mid-70s. Well, she had uh, seven top ten country hits, uh, 20 top 40 country hits, but uh, this was the biggest she ever had on uh, on pop. Like I say, Buck Owens uh, really did a lot for her. But you say you don't know, so it's Susan Ray. KB never played it. Absolutely not. So, yeah, Susan Ray. KB never played because the Buffalo conservatism no. was uh, well, Eagle Fever by the Chuckachans. Uh, well, yeah, uh, there, there's there's a reason a lot of people didn't play Jungle Fever, uh, conservative or liberal. It was just a bad record. But in any event, <laughs> it is uh, it is always good to hear from you. And thanks, Mark. I appreciate it. Okay. All bye-bye. right. So we've got Bill and Bala with some guesses. Leah and Marcus Hook with some guesses. James on the South Side with just a plethora of guesses. I'm sure coming up on WGN Radio. That's our last Bumper Stumper for tonight. Bumper Stumper's A to Z, working on the letter J. Everybody's a Joe. So, Joe who? And I just realized somebody uh, not too long ago had called in with the right answer. And I was going to get to them, and I just looked, and they've disappeared from the board. So, uh, uh, by the way, if you're wondering if we don't get to it, and you're saying, what, who were those Joes? Well, it's always on Raleigh.net after the Monday night show. So you can, uh, you can see them all in order of what was played and check it out for yourself, as well as get the answers to the trivia question and the one in play. We're talking people here looking at statistics and humans on the planet. 25% of the worldwide population of this are in the United States. Worldwide population, a what? Leah and Marcus Hooks got some guesses. So what do you think, Leah? Oh, thanks for taking my call. Always. Um, uh, you you have a seven-second delay button or something, don't you? No, the radio station does, though. Uh, WG. Oh, okay. Well, no, this as, my last... No, as far as on my stream, no, it's just there. And I don't... Well, I just wanted to alert whoever is in the, right. the booth tonight. All right. That's you know, a... my last answer might be questionable. All right. So, Dan, uh, listen up. Very good. All right. I can't, <laughs> I can't wait to hear it now. I don't care if it's right. <laughs> Okay, I just have five answers. Mm-hmm. Um, hookers? No, not hookers. Strippers? Not strippers. Lepers? Lepers? No, <laughs> no, not lepers. Mo- <laughs> uh, I don't know how we'd quantify that. There are. <laughs> 
there was a lake. There was a lake with that name in Alaska. They they changed it. To, yeah, they changed it to Whole Lake after some complaint, but that's not what it was originally. <laughs> okay. Well, that's all I had. All right. Well, very good. Always good to hear from you, Leah. Thank you. Bye. All right. I I don't know how we determined that last one but <laughs> i'd like to be on the nominating committee though bill and bala welcome back to wgn radio you know i have to ask did chuck mckay ever go on record and and, and he and he just said flat out yeah i lost my marbles that day well he did very well in radio under a different name and uh, he actually lost a license <laughs> not for that but uh and I don't blame him as much as the as much as Bartell that owned the station. But uh he, he did use other names and then he, he would worked adult contemporary for years in Kansas City before he died. I think he died in Phoenix. But uh, I'm trying to think of uh of uh what the name was when he lost the license. He used the same name in Buffalo uh, not Buffalo in uh in Boston. So uh you know, it was that Devil's Triangle thing on WMYQ. You might not remember that but what it what it was why Bartell lost the license yes it wound up being fake yeah. news because they reported that uh he was missing in the devil's triangle and of course he was at home asleep but uh <laughs> yeah right i'm trying to trying to think of what, it, what he wasn't using chuck mckay uh, austin something austin Greg Austin. Oh, oh, Greg, Greg Austin. Austin. Greg Austin. Yeah, Greg Austin. And that's the name he used when he worked for George Johns. And that's the name he used when he worked at KCMO. So he's somewhat healed. But the uh, the Chuck McKay incident will go down in history. And I'm sure the entire thing's on YouTube. The, the, you know, it's perfect for it. Oh, absolutely. It, 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 it really is. Um, I, I've always preferred to think of it as a comedy bit that got out of hand, although... When he started to talk about his uh, childhood nutritional his, uh, requirements his, and yes. how they were met, right. it, it really made me think. Yeah, his mother breastfeeding him. No, he was he was having an honest to god meltdown, and uh, you know, overnight fifty thousand watt meltdowns, kind of like Roby Young coming on and saying the Beetle Paul may be dead, and thinking he's not going to blow up the Judson Phone Exchange. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> wow. Um, all right, well, let me, let me dash off my guesses here. Uh, first guess is dentists. And that would be wrong. Okay, drug addicts. No. Uh, gun owners. No. Internet users. No. Drivers. No. TV and radio owners. No, no, there's only four left. No. <laughs> okay, okay. And, and finally, we have a doctors. No. Okay, well, it's, it's over to James on the south side then. All Thanks right. for letting me have another go. Thanks for calling. All right, we've got two minutes left, and those two minutes belong entirely to James on the south side, who I'm sure is resplendent with guesses. So we're talking about people here looking at statistics and humans on the planet. 25% of the worldwide population of this are in the United States. Go, James. Okay, left-handers. No. Um, okay, um, uh, LGBTQ. No. Um, okay. Uh, cycles. No. Serial killers. No. <laughs> uh, um, um, mad, uh, mad scientists. No. Um, okay. Um, 
activity of Fortune 500 CEOs. No. Um, gay, um, okay, alcoholics. No. Um, okay, ship owners. No. Um, gay, uh, sailors. No. Um, uh, okay, suiciders. Suicide. No. Um, um, gay killers. No. Uh, okay, okay, um, okay, I'm just going to say people basically jumping out windows. <laughs> well, that'd be suicide, wouldn't it? Uh, at least an attempt. Uh, okay, okay, we're, we're going to no, we're going to leave it right there because you've ended the show, and this gives you a whole week to come up with thirty-seven more guesses, and I know that you will. So we'll save this question and oh, talk to you then. I was going to say right quick about the, the about the bumpers, Joe Bassamassa or Joe Johnson. No. Okay. But thanks for trying. They'll all be on Raleigh.net. We thank Dan for keeping us on the air. We thank John for screening your calls. Most of all, I thank you for calling. I couldn't play trivia without you. That's a wrap. I'm Raleigh James. It's WGN Radio.